This episode of Dre Day is brought to you by the Uninterrupted Podcast Network. Download, subscribe, and rate all of the podcasts. They include Open Run with Jesse Williams and Stefan Marilachakis, Ball Girl Magic with Roz Godon Wude and Yvonne Orgy, and of course, Dre Day with me, Marcus Thompson II, and Warrior Star Draymond Green. Find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and uninterrupted.com. And now for another hot episode of Dre Day. We're back again, the Dre Day Podcast, part of the Uninterrupted Podcast Network. Uh, we we got to start where everybody want to start. Uh, as as a, For the listeners, as a scheduling thing, we weren't even supposed to have one today, but man you you this is this is how you gonna roll huh Draymond this is how you gonna roll you know it's a lot it's a lot that took place this week you know and <laughs> it's all kind of stuff happening I think you know we we felt like it was a need for Dre Day this week obviously like you said we weren't scheduled to do this but there's so many topics that need to be talked about that how could we leave you out here in the dry so here we go Dre Day episode Four, four. episode four. We getting up there. So uh, I'm. We're gonna start with uh, a segment. Uh, this is probably gonna be a, a critical segment in Dre Day because it's never gonna die. You will make sure of that. Uh, this is the explain yourself segment. So I, I, like I was at segment, the game, the so I didn't hear it on TV until after the game. But you know, on Twitter it blows up. I see you are ripping. Paul Pierce. Chasing that farewell tour. They don't love you like that. You can't get no farewell tour. They don't love you like that. He's at 1498. Victory here in in Oakland. Now I'm gonna let you before 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 we talk about that I'm gonna let you explain yourself because this is this is the explain yourself segment. Please explain what happened and why you went out of OG. All right. So as you. As you could see, clearly the score was one to zero. Or first started off no the score chill. Was zero to zero. Um and then when my statement came out it was one to zero. And it all transpired. Blake Griffin catches the ball. Paul Pierce is yelling at the top of his lungs. Cook him, BG. He can't check you. He too little, BG. Don't bail him out. Cook him. He can't check you. So, which that got me so excited, it probably led to me jumping on that pump fake and getting a foul. But that's neither here nor there. So then, go so to you the heard room. him while Absolutely, you were being heard it all. We were right in front of their bench, and so we go to the free throw line. And I turn around and I say, "Can't check you." And he was like, "Yeah, you can't check him. You a bomb." And I'm like, "A bomb, huh?" He's like, yeah, you a bum. You don't even belong on the court. If you wasn't on this team, you wouldn't be beat. Shit. So I said. Do you hear? You've heard that before? Listen, I've heard it all, obviously. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I've heard it all. So I said, okay. Well, I guess we both ain't shit then. You know? At the end of the day, you got the same amount of rings as I got. So, yeah, I am five years in. He at the end. I got another opportunity to get, you know, possibly do it. You at the end, you got one more go at it. And that go really not in his hands. So I'm like, all right, I guess we both not. 
And he's like, yeah, whatever. You ain't this. You ain't that. So I'm like, all right, bro. So I stopped talking. He kept yapping. This is all during the free all throw? All during the free throw. So that's when I was walking to the other side to switch with K, and he kept talking. So then I said what I had to say. But, you know, my thing is this. when I, And at the end of the day, like, it's nothing personal. I don't, like, hate Paul Pierce or anything like that. It is what it is. But if you're going to talk junk, then – like, I don't hold anything back when I'm talking junk. Like, if I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk, and I'm going to take it to wherever it need to go. And so people, you know, that's that's just what it was. And I said what I had to say, and he said no more after that. And so, you know, you got to put an end to the bullshit sometimes. Man, but that is a, a Hall of Famer, an OG. You can argue uh, because of his history, he kind of paved the way for you. You can't you can't go blasting OGs like that, especially since. See, here's the part that was cold. You didn't just you know talk trash. You hit him in that that nerve. <laughs> you went for you hit him where it hurts. You, you you went for the part that like you know that probably stung deeper than hoop. And, and I heard he talked to you at halftime. He came up to you during halftime. He did. And um, but you know the thing about it is this. When if you gonna talk junk to me, whether you're an OG, whether you're a Hall of Famer. Whatever it is, if you're going to talk to me, you're throwing that respect thing out the window. Because at the end of the day, I understand that you're an OG or if you're in, Hall of Fame, you're in the Hall of Fame or whatever it is, then there is a certain respect level that come with that. But that don't just give you the right to say whatever you want to say to me. And so, you know, when when you do that, Charles Barkley, you know, all that stuff go out the window. Like, that's cool, and I respect what you've done. But at the end of the day, I'm still a man, and you're still a man. And if you want to talk and take it there, then we can talk and take it there. And so that's kind of how I felt, you know, about the situation. And, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say Pierce paved the way for me. You nah, know? Not, not, I you think, know, yeah, I'm with I you think, on that. You know, I think a lot of things, you know, a Just lot of because things. because he was before. He know? was before, but, you know, also, you know, when I think of – legendary stuff and different things, I, I think of it differently. And so when you look at certain situations with this particular person, there's a few things in the whole thing that gets forgotten, you know. And so. Like what? What you mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Pierce was a damn good player. Uh, he had a, an amazing career. But people tend to forget he was struggling to get to the playoffs and was on a trading block every year. And then all of a sudden Ray Allen and KG showed up. Let's not forget that. So so when you come to me and you say, I hate when guys come to me and say, you can't carry a team. You ain't do this. You can't do that. But how good were you at carrying the team? So if you weren't that good, and by the way, it's never really been proven that I can't or that I don't. You know, it's never really proven. But it's proven with you because you couldn't win. And so, just because you were scoring points don't mean you were carrying the team. You know, if you couldn't get anywhere and you couldn't do nothing, where were you carrying them to? And so, I think people tend to forget that and people look at numbers, but sometimes they're empty stats. You know, if you're not really t getting getting the job done. Maybe you're getting your numbers done, but if you're not really getting the job done, and so I look at that differently. So, yes, like I said, Pierce had a, a, has had an amazing Pierce career. Pierce was a beast, yeah. Pierce he was, was a beast. beast. But how far was he carrying those teams? So 
if you weren't carrying them that far, and I guess we're in the same boat. But once again, yours is proven. Mine really isn't. There, there's a sense out there that you guys, you know, this this has been the case for a while. You guys are arrogant, talk a lot of trash, you know, cocky. Uh, do you feel like that's a fair label? I mean, I think people contradict themselves. They call us soft. You know, they we not that tough. But yet we're arrogant and cocky. How are you soft and not tough and you get pushed over and you're a jump shooting team and you but you're cocky and arrogant. Those two things don't really go together. To me, when I think about the two, if I'm gonna think of a cocky team, I'm gonna think, oh, they walk around like they the shit, they bullying people, they doing this, like but then you say we soft. So I think people are always just looking for something to say. You know, when you're the topic of discussion, people always look at, you know, trying to find something to say. Do I think it's a fair label? Honestly, I really don't care because at the end of the day, number one, in order to be great, you got to have some type of cockiness to you. You got to have some type of arrogance to you if you're going to be great. You know, Kobe Bryant was never – the Lakers team were never great with no arrogance. You look at any team that has ever had any greatness to him. Miami Heat wasn't great with no arrogance, no cockiness. Cleveland Cavaliers last year weren't great, no arrogance, no cockiness. Look at the San Antonio Spurs. They didn't say much, but they had a certain arrogance to them that you know like they walk in the building like, yeah, and, we got and this. And they were an elite team that people really kind of underrate and don't gravitate towards. Exactly. You know, so. so when you're talking about greatness – you got to have some type of arrogance and cockiness. So I think people just say it because they need something to say. However, you don't. You do have to have some of that in order to be great. But, however, knowing I got this from Kobe. He told me one day last year I was struggling, going through a lot, and I called Kobe. And I said, Kobe, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I to do in this position? And he, he gave me a line that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. I'll teach it to my son. He said, Draymond, 98 to 99% of the world is okay with mediocrity or below. They're okay with that. So how could you possibly expect them to understand you and where you come from and they're okay with mediocrity? How could you ever expect them to understand your mindset, your grind, what you're trying to do, what your thought process was, and they're okay with simply being mediocre. You can't expect them to understand you. And from that point on, I've always thought about that. So when people do call us arrogant or call us cocky, they really don't know what it takes to be great. So I really don't care what they got to say anyway. I'm just going to need you to uh, leave Paul Pierce alone because he's really from Oakland. Man, I bet you ain't know that, huh? He, I didn't know that, but I think I got there, more love in 12. Oakland than he got. <laughs> So <laughs> well, he he disowned Oakland, and you know he claimed L.A. Now right, I so think it, I'm I think if I got more love in Oakland, <laughs> I think it got. became a big deal because they heard you on the mic, like you know you were right under the rim, and it got picked up on the mic, and it was so clear, it was like HD. It sounded like I was Mike. <laughs> yeah, right. It did. It sounded like you was Mike. Uh, I don't think it's probably one of those one of the worst things you hear on the court. No. You know, like, y'all say some stuff, and we all know about Honey Nut Cheerios. Like, that was top of the line. Uh, yeah, that was OD. <laughs> Shay, right? You admit that was OD, that right? Was OD. Okay. That's, that's – part of it is the Clippers. Y'all really like 
beating the Clippers. And people don't understand. Like, many people, this is a part of the problem. Many people started following the Warriors when y'all won a title. So they don't know about the 2012, 2013, the battles when the Clippers was throwing lobs on y'all, you know. But Pierce has walked into this. And you know, <laughs> like just walking, the, the, talking, history, the history's been there. Like there was a time when they was doing it to y'all. Yeah. Uh, so it's just that you know, I think it's just the way you just you just landed right on that nerve. Uh, and mean, it might and it might be some truth to it, which is why it stung. You know, like uh, you can't do that, man. Anytime something sting like that, you there's always a little truth to nah, it. Nah, man, you can't do that. But look, here's the thing about it. Here, here it is, right here. Definitely, there's this thing with us and the Clippers. It's been, it's, you know, it is what it is. However, yes, I did say that to Pierce. I ain't going to never, I can't deny it even if I wanted to, but nor would I deny it. However, do I respect Pierce? Do I respect what he's done as a career, in a career? Absolutely. I mean, the man has won. You know, he's won finals MVP, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's one of the greats. I respect that. And... You know, I I can only continue to try to push to be considered one of the greats. So, I absolutely respect that. But trash talk on the court is trash talk. And I think a lot of people has gotten in their feelings about it. Like, oh, you don't talk to one of the greats like that. Nah, the most, most of the people that's gotten in their feelings don't play basketball and don't really know, you know, how trash talk works or understand it. So, therefore, you know, it is what it is. And, um, and you know, I'm a rock out like that. But at the end of the day, it was good trash talk. Paul Pierce is one of the greats. You know, when you're talking about, when you look at Celtics history, the tradition of Celtics basketball is amazing. Yet, his jersey will be retired there. You know, he will go to the Hall of Fame. And, he, you know, he'll have so much to get back to the game because of everything that he's done. So, you know, there's no disrespect because, like I said, I respect him and I respect his career and everything he's done. Nonetheless, we're on different sides of the table. You know, you're on one team, I'm on the other. And we're going to talk junk, and that's how we play this game, and it keeps it competitive, and that's why we all love it. And hopefully, you know, your comments make people realize he hasn't been getting a good farewell tour, and they start actually appreciating it when it comes to arenas. And then he goes, thank you for it. Absolutely. We got to talk about this JaVale McGee-Shaq situation. When I saw, and he did this before, when JaVale McGee tweeted out and called Shaq a coon, I was like, whoa, like you can't just be calling people a coon. Like that's that's next level. That's one of the most disrespectful things you could say to a black man. And so I was like, man, this dude is out of line. But then like as you think about it and as you talk about it, like I get why he's mad. Like, you know, and I get like wow he he like he's ready to the next step is throw hands. Right? That that's where you are. Sound like that's where it's at. <laughs> right. Like the next step is throw hand. And so I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, I've laughed at Shaq in the Fool and I've laughed at JaVel McGee. And but we didn't know JaVel McGee. And after you talk to him now, it's just weird when you think about it, like there is a human on the other side of that. And Shaq has been relentless in attacking this dude. And and I feel JaVel. Like that's like at what point does it end? Like especially like when he was in Denver and he was making like a dump truck mistake every night. It's like, all right, now he's actually playing well and he's still on the dude. So I feel him even though I can't get behind like if you're calling the dude to Uncle Tom basically, you better have some 
you, you better be ready to chuck him, and you better have something. So I think he went too far, but you I think feel Jabelle went too far. I think I, I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can go out there doing that. But at the same part, I think Shaq is more wrong, right? I think if nothing else, Javale is showing him how much he's hurt by it, like how much he's offended by it. And as a fellow player, as a fellow man, he should be like, oh, okay, my bad. You know how you clown to somebody and then you start seeing, oh, oh my bad, I went too far. At, at that point, it's on you to say, my bad. Like, I see this is deeper. Like, I'm hitting you in places. You know what I'm saying? I'm not supposed to hit you. And this dude trying to resurrect his career, and he's doing a good job at it, and he's still being ridiculed. So, man, Shaq is out of line. I mean, when you first off, when you think, a part of the reason he's trying to resurrect his career, Shaq and the Fool played a big Absolutely, part in Absolutely, no question. And um, and then when you think of him calling him Uncle Tom, because Shaq has known for quite a while now that how JaVale really feels about that, and yet you continue to oh, pick him. Oh, he one. has? Absolutely. JaVale has stated many times, like, you know, I don't disagree with it, it's wrong, you know, it's kind of like he's singling me out and this, that, and the other. And so you've known that for quite a while now. So I understand the Uncle Tom comment because – if you've understood that and you really cared, you would A, stop. You would B, acknowledge the fact that I don't like it. Or C, you doing it because somebody making you. And that's where the Uncle Tom Man, comment. that's just harsh though, That's right? where the Uncle Tom comment is coming from. I'm not saying whether the Uncle Tom comment is right or wrong. Like, I, I don't, like, that's not really for my judgment. Like, that's between them. But. I see where the Uncle Tom comment is coming from because JaVale could be thinking they probably making him do that. And he just like, like at the end of the day, dude, you are Shaq. Like you don't have to do that if they tell you to do that. You Shaquille O'Neal. They not putting you off that TV show. You are who you are. And so I could see possibly why why JaVale thinks that. Now, how, however, my take on it is like I think it's wrong, you know, like, JaVale did a Euro step layup and missed the layup and like great move down the court, like seven footer Euros and missed the layup. How many people have missed a Euro step layup? And it was on Shaq and the Fool. You know, some of the things that like he's been on there a few times this year. And like obviously we all make a play where we should be on there. And maybe so maybe he's made really one play where he should be on there. And I'm I'm sure he's been on there probably at least four times this year. And it's like, all right, like, it seems personal to me. And even when you come out and you make that video, Dr. Strange, like, it's personal. And so I understand where JaVale coming from, and I think it's wrong. You know, I think Shaq did wrong for that. So at the end of the day, like, Shaq, you done made your money. You know what I'm saying? You done made a lot of money. Like, you're He's affecting. still making money. He yeah. still got endorsements. Like, and you affecting how this man feed his family. You know what I'm saying? That's not cool. And at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you like, why is it that serious to you to to make a clown out of this man that's trying to feed his family? Like, I don't understand that. You know, and that's I I, I don't rock with that at all. You know what I'm saying? And Shaq was my favorite player growing up as a kid. You know, like I had Orlando Magic Nightlight, the Orlando Magic Zip Up onesie, your Shaquille O'Neal jersey, and we couldn't even afford all that mess. But somehow I got it. You know, Shaq, like, I used to, that, the reason I played center, I used to think I wanted to be Shaq. And, so, and, and there's a lot of other kids that way, and to see him doing that, like, Shaq has an impact on people. Kids, GMs. Coaches. Like you are, Coach, you are Shaquille O'Neal, man. 
Like, you ain't some bum that played basketball and, like, and you're like, oh, whatever. Like, who are you? No, you are Shaquille O'Neal, one of the most dominant players to ever play this game. And yet, you know what I'm saying, you doing this every week to this man. You make a whole two-minute video on this man. Oh, highlights. You know, highlights from three, four years ago. Like, why are you still bringing this up? Like, it's personal at that point. And so I think it's wrong, man. And, you know, I'm rocking with JaVale. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't knock him for not one thing he said. Because, like I said, this livelihood we talking about now. This is how I feed my family. And you interrupting with that, I got a problem with you. And we can take it wherever you want. Because, like I said, now you're, you're, not, you're not only affecting me. You're affecting my loved ones and how my, my loved ones and how my loved ones eat. And whenever that's the case, you grew up how I grew up. Like we can take it there. Right and so, you and know you what know, I'm saying? I, I'm a, rocking with Javel. He has a a depth to him that you will never know unless you know him. Like Absolutely. JaVale, like if you talk to Javel, you can tell like this dude reads, he's smart, you know, he's compassionate, he does a lot of charity work. Like when you talk to Javel, it's jarring, like, oh, this dude is. Cause you, but it's also so jarring because of the because this you, image yeah, that he's been, been given. That's what I'm saying. It's bigger than basketball, and it's bigger than jokes, yeah. like, especially because he's been needle for so long. And he's sensitive to that. Like, dude, I'm not dumb. Yes. Like, stop trying to play me like I'm dumb. Yeah. I'm not dumb. I think that's part of why he's going to the coon. He's showing you, yeah. man, I've read some stuff. I know my history. You're the one behaving like, yeah. you know, like you're the one that's dumb. I'm not. And I, you can't – like Shaq has to know that and say, hold on, man. Like I'm participating in in a process that's been going on for hundreds of years, and like he's next in line. Exactly. Like you can't do that. Exactly. You know, and, and you start talking about TNT and who the audience is and how he's keeping – it's like, man, you, you, you can't keep your job at the expense of another black man. Like you can't do that. You, Why would you he, want he to? He doesn't have to. You shouldn't want to, but he doesn't have to. That's he the crazy part. You should kill you can, And the part that's a little weird, like, why do, is Kendrick Perkins mad? Because <laughs> he get on Perk a lot too. And you know, I don't know if Shaq is intentionally saying, "Did y'all see that TNT?" You know, ha ha ha. Am I doing good? But I don't think he's aware of what he's doing and how serious it is and how detrimental it is. And if he's been known about this. That means he don't care to know, right? Because if JaVale's told him before, I don't understand. I never understand. You guys are NBA. There's only 450 of you, right, yeah. a year. It's a really small fraternity. It feels like a lot because we in this world. But in a grand scheme, there might not even be a million basketball, professional basketball players in the history of the league, right? It's, it's a small fraternity. I don't understand why y'all can't go <laughs> – <laughs> why you can't go to a private like you look let me tell you why this is bothering me and Shaq like oh my bad you know let me mix in some of your stuff about your charity work let me show another side of you like I don't understand why that can't happen especially if you already got the money that's the part that gets me like dude you made it you know help another dude get on but JaVale he's he's done man if he's he like if I see you in the streets and like <laughs> I said, down. I feel him 100% on it because you are affecting the way my family eat. And no, you, what you Shaq, think of the Warriors like reaching Shaq out to Turner? Wrong. I, I mean, I don't. That was kind of lame. I think it's, first off, it's too late now. Yeah, yeah. Like if you was going to do it, you should have been did it. It's too late now. So I don't know, man. I Like I said, I'm rocking with JaVale. I feel him 100%. I don't think anything he said was wrong. 
I think, you know, he's standing up for himself. He's standing up for his family, and I respect any man that stands up for his family. So, you know, JaVale, you know you got my support, and I'm rocking with you at all times. But, you know, Shaq got to be better than that, man. He got too much respect from so many people to continue to do that. And um, that's just, you know, that's just what it is. I want to talk to you about, was it the last podcast, right, All-Star Weekend, you looked at the camera and you said, Boogie, get out of there. <laughs> so, Boogie, get out of there while you can, right? And it happened. But Dude. Boogie ain't happy, or he wasn't happy. There's a clip of him talking about Sacramento, and he got choked up. He he shows he really cared about the city. And then he talked with Mark Spears from the Undefeated, and he called it a coward move and told – he said, they told me I was staying, and he thought it was a coward move. Here's somebody who really wanted to stay in Sacramento. I was wondering, what do you think about Boogie? First of all, really wanting to stay in Sacramento. Like, what's wrong with him? And two, <laughs> what do you think about his uh, departure and his comments? I think maybe after you've been so so somewhere for so long, you know, it starts to feel like home. And that was home to him. He's been there, what, seven years now. I mean, the, the franchise has been his since he walked in from day one, you know. So I kind of understand, you know, what he's going through. You you draw love and affection for that place. You know, he have love for the city of Sacramento and the people of Sacramento. And so, you know, I do understand where Boogie's coming from, um, you know, with the whole coward thing and, you know, that was what he said, they're a coward and that was a sucker move or something like that. Uh, and, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, you know, when he, they could have the decency to tell him, like, you know, hey, we're about to trade you. Like, you can't – that man can't find out in the in the post-game all-star press conference. Like, that that's – like, come on. Like, you should have and the decency. And then rip him on his way out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should have the decency to tell that man as an – what three-time All-Star? He probably the all-time leading rebounder already in their franchise history. Probably high up there in the points in seven years. Like you can't have the decency to tell him, like, "Hey, we're trading you," or even we're we're looking at stuff. Like you know what I'm saying? Like to tell him, like, "No, you're not going anywhere." And then all of a sudden he's moved four or five days later. Like I understand his pain and his frustration. Uh, and I think that's pretty deep. You know, I think also other free agents will look at that and and take that into effect when judging on whether they want to go to SAC or not. So, so you ain't going to SAC? I'm not leaving the Warriors. <laughs> it ain't in my plans to leave the Warriors. So, But, you know, um, at the end of the day, that is the business. You know, uh, we can all be traded. We can all be cut, you know. Teams can move on from us any day. But now that all stems back to what I've spoke on before. Everybody mad at Kevin Durant, mad at LeBron James when he went to Miami. But nobody has anything to say about the owner and the GM who who trades this man and don't tell him. But then when you leave your team and go somewhere else, you're a coward. I think people need to really look at what you and, and really understand the things that they say when they running out here and tweeting what they want to tweet and putting on Instagram and making T-shirts. Get an understanding of this business because it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. But yet, a player is wrong when they leave somewhere and go play somewhere else. People need to really understand what's going on. That man found out he was traded after accomplishing one of the biggest things you can accomplish as an NBA basketball player, 
right after that game and you find out you traded from the media, not even the team. Come on, man. It's a doggy dog world. So before you try to run and judge players, look at this Boogie Cousins situation and think twice about it. So you saying because Kevin Durant got ridiculed for being left, those same people who are ridiculing Kevin Durant should be ridiculing the Kings? No, those same people should just shut up. <laughs> Period. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, you're just sitting behind a computer desk or sitting in the stands yelling stuff, you know, and you don't have a clue or sitting behind an iPhone and you don't have a clue what you're talking about. So, yeah, I'm not saying they need to come out and ridicule Vivek or ridicule Vlade. Don't ridicule him. But just shut up about everything and enjoy the basketball game. There's two sides to this, and, and, and fans tend to fall on the owner side, right? No matter what the teams and the owners do, their allegiance is to the team. And then the, there's another side of people who understand players. And some would say, y'all make so much money, you know, you can be treated however in the sense. Like, you're, you're handsomely paid, so you don't get to complain about some issues. And others say, hey, man, it's – it's they how they do us is kind of shady. It's just like two sides. Fans tend to lean to the owner side until they like know a player or fall in love with a player. But typically, no, nobody's paying attention to that. Nobody's nobody cares that a player gets a call late. Boogie's getting a whole. He about to get two hundred million. <laughs> He'll be fine if he didn't get a call. Well, he well, don't have know, no sympathy for you, that. You know, people say that and they say, oh, man, they're getting paid a lot of money. They should be quiet and they shouldn't say this and they shouldn't say that. However, we work for our money. You know, and that's what people fail to realize. You know, they say, oh, man, they make millions of dollars. Well, one thing these people have to realize is this. If someone can afford to pay me $82 million or pay how much Boogie they getting, right? <laughs> $200 million, how much money are they making? And who's out here playing the games? Who's out here? having the ice every night, who's out there rolling ankles, who's out there, like, things that happen to you on the basketball court, you live that the rest of the day, every day. You live those things. Like, if you get injured, like, it's not just like you're off the basketball court. No, you feel that all day, every day. People need to realize when they, oh, they paid a lot of money. Yes, but this business is a lot of money. It's a lot of money in this business. And so if they're paying us that much money, they're also making a lot of money. Nobody's just making bad investments. And so people, like I said. You mean like going from $450 million to $2.6 billion? Like, that's a lot of money. People need to get their hearts out of it sometimes and sit back and look. Because they'll send us stuff on Twitter and, and they be looking stupid. Some of the stuff they be saying because they don't have a clue. And so um, these people just need to sometimes realize what they're talking about and get a grip because some of them don't have a grip at all. Uh, so I want to switch to football because uh, we, out, we are out here in the Bay, and one of the big deals that's happening is uh, the 49ers are trying to get a quarterback. Spartan dog. And uh, here you go. Uh, the talk is the, the 49ers could trade for Kirk Cousins. Uh, but it's all based on Washington. They got to make a choice because Kirk is, is a free agent and he is waiting for a huge sum of money. I know this is your guy. I know uh, he's a Michigan State alum. Is he really worth being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? Well, think about this. 
All right. Number one, Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. You know, um, he's, he's really good. All right, he's a really good quarterback. But he's also in year five of his career, which could possibly go another 10 years. He got a chance to possibly be great. I think, number one, people sometimes get tied up in, does Kirk Cousins deserve to be a highest-paid quarterback? But what you have to sometimes also remember is – the amount of money you get also is determined sometimes by the timing of things. By the market. Exactly. So Andrew Luck got what he got, what, three, two, three years ago. But the market is not – number one, there's not many quarterbacks out there on the market. That's the thing about quarterbacks, right? So that's right – that right there alone is – That's why Draymond Jr. needs to be a quarterback. Nah, he ain't nah, playing football, he ain't huh? playing that. <laughs> nah, they don't they, – they stuff too they, – they don't get guaranteed contracts. Draymond Green need, Jr. need to go be a doctor. Be a six out. foot seven doctor. He with need like to. He need a to, seven five wingspan. Yeah, he, he, he need to figure out how to cure cancer. He's gonna, something like that. He's gonna be like an excellent surgeon, like two tables away with with, with long arms. Figure out. He need to do something like that. But you know, so when you look at Kirk Cousins, it's not necessarily that. Although I don't think Andrew Luck is great. Like I honestly, and I'm going to get what I'm going to get bashed for what? that in the Bay Area because he's a Stanford guy. I don't he think Stan, uh, he's not great. What what has Andrew Luck done to make him great? Are you come on? What has he done mind. to make him great? Uh, he's put up great numbers. So has Tony Romo. He's made it to the playoffs. Uh, Tony Romo has had much more around him than Andrew Luck has. Uh, stop Perennially, it. stop it. Give me one good player he's had around him, Andrew Luck. Why Hilton? Yeah, that's he's it. A he pro had bowler one. every year. No, he's not a pro bowler. But why? for the last three years, where, yeah. Where's he been? Where was he last year? Who? Ty Hilton. No, where was Andrew Luck last year? Ty Hilton was balling. Andrew Luck was hurt. Andrew Luck was getting clobbered by a line. That's okay, not that's there. not Ty Hilton's fault. No, I'm saying you acting like Ty Hilton is carrying. Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck is not great to me. He has not shown me greatness. So. Back to Kirk Cousins. He took that dude. I he took that team to the playoffs. With Andrew nothing. Luck is not great. Who's his running back? Um, ninety-year-old Frank Adai, Gore. Adai. Wait, was Joseph? Wait, was Adai there first with Luck? Yes. I think he was there. He now Frank Gore. Frank Gore still got stuff in the team. He left do, in the but tank, he's not man. like nobody's like. Oh, let, we got to stop Frank Gore. Let's let. We got to leave Luck. I have Frank Gore in fantasy this year. He yeah, no Frank Gore. But, you know, Andrew Luck, like I said, he's, but Kirk Cousins, you know, I think when you're looking at the situation, he's going to take advantage of the market for sure. And there aren't many quarterbacks out there. Obviously, San Francisco needs a quarterback. They think. I think Colin Kaepernick is good. But, you know, if they want to move in a different direction, then they need a quarterback. So, you know, they're talking about possibly getting Kirk Cousins or the Redskins got to pay him. Someone has to pay the man. And He getting you know, paid. Think, this is how I look at it. Everybody wants, he shouldn't be higher paid than Andrew Luck. Should Alan Crabb be higher paid than Clay Thompson? Absolutely not. So, but he, he what did he do? He took advantage of the market. The market was a little different than it, wa- than it was two years ago. He took advantage of the market. So, you know, um, I, I don't really look at the fact that, oh, he's going to be the highest paid player and, you know, a highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I look at that's when his that's when he came up. The Redskins should have paid him last year, and they wouldn't have had to pay him as much. They waited a year. Should they now pay they him made now? they bad. They got to lay in it. Should they pay him now? I would, or they gonna be back in the draft trying to get a quarterback again. That's so, that's the I thing. I would pay man. him. Kirk Cousins is. You know, I mean, for me, he's not Brady. He ain't Andrew Luck, but he's a really good quarterback. 
Kirk Cousins is in the same. And even those really Luck. good quarterbacks are hard to find. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Absolutely. So he should. He's gonna get. It ain't even about what he should get paid. The market will dictate what he should get paid. I mean, think about this. Brock Osweiler last year got paid four oh, years, Lord. seventy million. See, there, there's like a bad quarterback. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he had he had played five games or something like that. Kirk Cousins has been really good for two years. I think Kirk Cousins is good. He has a good sound. Yeah, Matt Castle got paid off playing one year. You know, this guy's put together two good years. Pay the man this money. He's going to get paid. There, there's he deserves and he to should get, get paid. paid. He get should that get bread, paid. Spartan dog. But would you be saying that if he went to Pull Michigan? Pull up the Brinks truck. <laughs> would you be saying that if he went to Back Michigan? Back it up to the front door. Give me, give me your top quarterbacks then, since you think No, I'm not Andrew saying that Luck, if he went to Michigan. If you think Andrew Luck is not great, who's great? Give me your top. Tom Brady is great. Brady's – that's it. That's, you can't say Brady ain't great, even though he went to Michigan. We already went over that. You even had to give him credit. Yeah, no, Tom. Matt, Matt Ryan had a good year, but he needed to show me more. I'm with you on that. He had a good year. That. He and needed to show me more. Especially what he showed in the second yeah, half of that Super like, Bowl. He had a good year, but I need to see more. Aaron Rodgers is great. Aaron Rodgers, no question about it. Like Dak Prescott had a good year. I need to see more. Where do you put Roethlisberger? Uh, uh, ben is a great quarterback. Ben is a great quarterback. And so there aren't many great quarterbacks, though. Where's Derek Carr? On his way. On his way, yeah. But I can't say he's great. He's had a couple he of years. He playoffs yet. But he's on his way. And he could possibly be the best quarterback in the league within the next couple years. I think he's going to be better than Matt. I think he's going to top out higher than Matt Ryan did. Yeah, D. Carr, nice, man. He nice. And he don't have Julio Jones either. Because <laughs> Julio Jones he is a He do have Amari Cooper. He do have Michael Crabtree. So, you yeah, know. Those dudes is elite. Hey, let me let me ask you about this. Uh, we we got to talk about this. There's a – Jake Peavy from the Giants, <laughs> man, I, I need to pray for this dude. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna put him in a, the sister's prayer circle because he he's needs a prayer. Go at it, man. He uh, so Jake Peavy got fleeced by his financial advisor, and apparently he ain't the only one. Like this dude got Mark Sanchez, uh, Roy Oswald, another pitcher, lost millions of dollars. Uh, it's 2017, and, you know, I want to be sensitive because that's that's a rough spot, dude. Like, I know stuff happens. I'm just wondering how. How in 2017, because there's such a lineage of this stuff happening. Like, we got it from 20 years ago. It's almost like, for me, it's like people smoking crack. Like, how do you smoke crack? Like, you know what it does. Like When it first came out, it's like, all right, cool, let's try it. But now you've seen it tear up whole communities. I wonder how. In 2017, can you get fleeced like that? It makes me scared. I ain't got that much money, but man, I probably won't let nobody touch my man, money. It's de- it definitely puts some fear in you. Um, it puts fear in me, and I trust my people a lot, you know. But you got to pay attention to your money. You can't just expect like, oh, they're going to do right by it. Like, there's apps nowadays. You can check your money every day. You can have stuff sent to your phone, notifications every day. And you got to be on your P's and Q's, man. I feel bad for him because I know, like, how hard you got to work to get all that money. And then on top of that, his wife says she want a divorce. Uh, I mean, he's going through it, and I feel bad for him. But, you know, it's you know it's 2017, like you said, and you got to know that. I actually, you know, me, uh, Maverick Carter and I, we we talk about this quite a bit, and we actually did a segment a few about a month and a half a month ago, called "Needing Dough," 
And pretty much what kneading dough is about is, you know, it's just us talking about finances and how do I deal with mine and how did, you know, how did he come into money and, you know, how did he learn about money and pretty much, you know, thing the topic it all stems from the thirty for thirty broke. How athletes are kind of screwed in a sense of. Maverick put it in terms like this. He said, I'm 35 years old, 36, 35. And he said, right now I am making the most money right now than I have at any point in my career. But I've had all of my 20s and my early 30s to learn how to make money and learn how money works. Whereas basketball players, that is completely flipped. Yeah, it's 19. 19, people give you all this money and you make the most money you'll make from 19 to 30. Maybe 25. Yeah, yeah, and then you have to figure out what to do with it. And whereas a businessman may make the most money at 45 or 50, and he's had all these years to figure it out, and then you go broke, and everybody say how bad you are. But everyone else's life is flipped from athletes. And so we talked about that quite a bit, and it was kind of along the lines of Jake Pevio. You know, some people, like, say, for instance, my son – God willing, will be in this position where he'll be able to inherit my financial advisor. I couldn't inherit my dad's financial advisor. You know, I couldn't inherit, you know, who does my dad taxes. I couldn't do all those things. It's like decades of trust it, built up. Exactly. Man. Like, we couldn't do all those things, and we have to figure all those things out on the fly while trying to play basketball while and not go broke. And so we did a segment called Needing Dough. And like I said, it was along these same lines, and it was a good segment. I really enjoyed it. So do you have to have a financial advisor? You don't I mean, have I'm a, to. I'm a hundred thousand there. You, you know what I'm saying? No, no <laughs> I don't you have don't, a financial advisor. You don't have to, but it's very beneficial. You know, you want to you want to invest your money the right way because uh, obviously inflation takes place over the course of years. You want to try to have your money compound in itself over the course of seven to ten years, and all these things and that. It's hard to do on your own, you know, but you also want to be learning those things while you are do have a financial advisor. One thing I try to do is I don't try to just depend on my financial advisor to do everything. I want you to teach me and show me what you're doing. And I think a lot of guys miss that part of it. So you want you want to train a guy so that you can fire him eventually. You're like, hire train me so I don't need you. Not necessarily fire him because if they're doing a great job, you just don't get rid of people who are doing a great job. But I do want to understand what you're doing. And we can have conversations about it. So it is possible in 2017 to get fleeced. <laughs> that's what we were just showing. Man, dude, like I, that's crazy. I, I would hold all man. You got you getting eighty. By the time you done, you should have eighty million dollars in a mattress, <laughs> in a box spring, right <laughs> underneath the bed, underneath the bed. We gotta. I want to go. Let, let, let's close out with our uh, money or broke segment. Let's do it. Money or broke was good last time. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, you know, f- for our new listeners, we do a segment, Rapid Fire, Money or Broke. If it's money, if Draymond agrees, he'll say it's money. If he doesn't, it's broke, and I'll, and I'll do the same. Uh, so, money or broke, Cousins and AD will work. I got to go money for now. Um, I mean, those two guys, man, like trying to match up with them. I think eventually it'll work. I think it'll take a little time to figure out spacing and everything, but I th- I, I'm taking the money. I'm going broke. They taking up all the money. Who they got around them? 
it's like it, what 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 each of them gonna get twenty? It's gonna be twenty five for each of them. That's fifty. Then the cap, the what Drew gonna get? They left. The cap's big enough to put a team around. Y'all worked because all y'all took an L. You know, all y'all took a pay cut. That's how you get four All Star. Them dudes are. What is it? Anthony Davis got one hundred seventy five million or something? Mm-hmm. Remember his contract got cut. They oh, didn't that's right. He did. That's room. right. That's right. So they lucked up right there. They, they did look up on that one. I wonder where they gonna get the money to fill that roster out because it's looking hurt right now. You worried about them for the uh, AC? Uh, no, I'm not worried about anyone. I mean, you should be worried because you gonna have to guard both them dudes. Figure it all out when it happens. <laughs> you have to guard both them. Dudes. Who who's the tougher to guard, AD or? Both of them present different challenges. Um, AD with his length and cuffs, just a huge human being. I hope I with really a lot hope, of skill. By I know, the way. right? I really hope he. I really hope he gets it. I hope he proves everybody wrong. In, in New Orleans, I really do. I really do hope he proves everybody wrong in New Orleans. Respect. I don't. I don't know if he will though. We shall see. Money or broke. Hidden figures for best picture. Of money, the money, man. That was an amazing picture. It taught me a lot of things that I didn't know. Uh, shows you the power of blacks. Um, the things that especially black how, women. Black women. How we were always hidden. Got no credit. Hidden figures. Yet. Making the whole thing move, sending them up in the space, and they didn't want to do it without them. So, money gotta be best picture. Man, that's broke only because you know they ain't gonna get that movie to Oscar. <laughs> you are right. You are right. It's gonna be La La Land or something. Maybe all the social issues that's been raised will help. That, that's how it got in, right? <laughs> that's how it got into. Maybe best it'll get like, it know, over the it's top. It's three black. It's three black movies. Three movies with black lead characters in best picture. Moonlight, Hidden Figures, and Fences. Like, like, all right, y'all good now. La La Land gonna win. You already know how this is going Hidden down. Figures. It probably, it probably should though. Money or broke? Draymond Karate Basketball game. Broke. That's <laughs> terrible. Like, Bro, first that off, is money. I don't know who created that, but my attorneys has definitely reached out. Um, <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Hold on. So, are you, your attorneys reached out to get the royalties? I don't want the royalties. Come now, I'm, on, sure that, man. I'm sure that thing hasn't made much money. Get it out of here. Get it off the net. That's money because uh, that that's how you capitalize. I'm not <laughs> capitalizing on something I didn't mean to do. <laughs> but you could mean to capitalize off of it. I can capitalize off a lot of other things. Yeah, I know, right? No, no, that that's that's come on, man. That's money. Money or broke? Pacquiao's return. Broke. He's, is he done? He's done, huh? I think it's over. Pacquiao had a great run. Um, you know, he had a, an amazing career, but you know, sometimes you just it's time to let it go. I think broke. Speaking of like, since we were talking about money, like, why do, why is he sticking around? Like, he's got money. Pacquiao got a lot of money. I don't. He loves sport do, though. You do know, you love you, boxing that much? Sometimes you can't. You money can't pay for the love that you have for something. So maybe it's just the love for the sport. I think it's broke. I think it's it's a little troubling. He's fighting a uh, con. Nobody even knows about this. Yeah, I didn't even know. You they know, were it's fighting. just like, what what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, what are we doing here? I don't. Yeah, broke. Money or broke. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is returning from massive, like, or serious concussions. Kept him out a long time. Broke. So he it's time become... to let it go, man. That, that that's sports dangerous. Jr., though, that's sport. His dad lost his life in in the cars, and 
Like, if he's had that many concussions, like, you had a great run, and he can go start Dale Earnhardt Jr. racing and be probably better than Joe Gibbs racing. Just go do that. But nonetheless, I wish him the best. He's been great his entire career. Don't sleep on him in that Indy 500. He just may go get it. Yeah, I think it's the Indy Daytona, 500. Daytona, Daytona, Daytona 500, yeah, Daytona. my bad. I, Daytona 500. I think it's broke, too. I'm, it worries me that he was out that long. If you're out that long. Like, he's out that long, and his wife is worried. Like <laughs> At some point, all the signs are there. And I don't know what else he can do. Like He's go. done everything he, that needs to be done in the sport. Let it go. That stuff makes me worry. Money or broke? Buddy Hield is just like Steph Curry. <laughs> broke. Why everybody think they Steph Curry now, man? Lonzo Ball. That was Ball. the next one. Money or broke? Lonzo broke. Ball next. <laughs> and I like Lonzo Ball. I think that kid going to be great. But, like, his pops got to chill, man. You can't come out and say that. Like, you're disrespecting. For his son's sake, though. You're, like, you're, you're, you're putting so much pressure on that kid. Like, you going to come into the league like you got to be better than a two-time MVP. Why would you do it. that to your son? Stop. You know what I mean? People going to win two MVPs. That's yeah. I don't know why he would do that. If I'm Lonzo, I'm like pops. You need to chill. Like, chill, bro. You're gonna walk it. You don't want to walk into this league like every like rookies learn that quick. You don't want to walk into this league talking crazy. You get humble real <laughs> yeah. quick. Yeah. Says the dude who went at LeBron as a as a rookie. I mean, I, I went at him on a basketball court though. I ain't going to media like yeah, I'm better than LeBron James. Nah, we just went at it each other and it was fun. And that's how you gain respect by going at someone on a basketball court, not your pops talking about you better than Steph Curry. Yeah, that, broke. Boy, that's how you end up broke. <laughs> then people start expecting you to be something you're not, and then it's over. Yeah, he he's kind he's kind of set them up to fail on that one. Do you need one more loss to get 74 out, 73 out of the way? Is it gonna happen, or y'all running the table? Even if nobody's run, talking about it, even, that's, that's even, how y'all want it. Even if we ran the table, don't say a word about seventy three. <laughs> Nobody. This is exactly how y'all want to play. I don't care about seventy three. Nobody's even talking about it. Great. I'm, that's my next article. Can the Warriors match seventy three? I'm start that. the hype. Dre Day podcast will officially be ended if Marcus <laughs> starts the hype. He'll <laughs> just put somebody else. <laughs> Dre Day podcast with and just black out my name. <laughs> 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 All right, we out of here. Dre Day Podcast. Check us out. Download us. iTunes. Uninterrupted.com. Uninterrupted.com. iTunes, Spotify. We out.